is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 877-381-3811 is the number if you want to participate in this conversation. 877-381-3811. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good day to you. It's Larry O'Connor sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin, on this 28th day of December, second to last broadcast day of 2023. And I'm so glad, so grateful to Mark and to uh, Mr. Producer for giving me the chance to get in here and slide in. I had a busy schedule. It's always a joy. It's a treat. It's a delight. It's a freaking honor to sit behind Mark Levin's microphone, and I often get to this uh, holiday season, but with my vacation schedule and work schedule and lots of stuff going on, uh, this was my day, and I'm thrilled to have this day. It's a great moment to sort of look back on the year, to look forward to 2024, and of course, talk about the news that's going on right now, the news that's happened since you've uh, been at work or since you've uh, been listening to your six-hour-old favorite podcast that you know, is nice, but it's not talk radio. Let's face it. It's not live. It's not happening now. Uh, the news that since the last time you checked your favorite website or your favorite social media feed. So the news that's developed over the last few hours, Colorado now plans to put Trump back on the ballot, despite that state Supreme Court ruling. This may be a moot point regardless, because the challenge by the Republicans will go to the Supreme Court. But what does that mean exactly? We'll give you a little bit of perspective on it. Also, Israeli forces, the brave, righteous Israeli forces have discovered more tunnels that have been dug in the Gaza territories, including one under a mosque. How eerie and how despicable the behavior of these Hamas Nazi terrorists is uh, has been shown to be. And thank God the righteous cause continues there. Thank God the leadership of Israel is ignoring the rest of the country, or the rest of the world, including this country, including the feckless, despicable, lying leadership of this Biden administration. Uh, also, we're getting more information about that surreptitious meeting between uh, Blinken, the Secretary of State, Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, and Obrador, the President of Mexico. You know, here it is, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Last we checked with Mayorkas and Blinken and every lackey over at the Biden White House, they were telling us that everything's fine down at the border. Everything's orderly. No, it's, it's fine. But suddenly, two top administration secretary-level cabinet members, Secretary of State and Homeland Security, drop everything and fly to Mexico City during the holiday week to beg the president of Mexico to do something. He, why should he do anything, first of all, by the way? And number two, he doesn't. you don't need the Mexican government to do anything to stop the border problem. We have all the control on our side. We're the ones who refuse to do anything. But now we're finding out what the president of Mexico demanded from the Biden administration, and we'll share that with you coming up in a bit. What what else news? Oh, the other news, the big news. Nikki Haley has now explained her remarks for a third time. <laughs> Man, when you're running for office, especially for president, and you're having to explain what you said last night, and you have to do it three times all day long, 
it's not a good day. It's not a good day. And I know you've heard a lot of talk about it. You've heard a lot of, I hope you've heard some jokes about it because it is hilarious. I know you've heard some analysis about it. I, 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 I'd like for a moment, since I'm sitting in the Mark Levin chair, to say, hey, all right, now that the backbenchers have had their share. I do want to talk about what Nikki Haley said last night in response to this question, this seemingly pretty simple question about the Civil War. And we're going to break it down from a couple of different levels about why it really is important, why it is incredibly revealing, and why there's such a response to it from Republicans. And more importantly, I'm going to start here, why there hasn't been much of a response from the media or Democrats, the left. They're kind of like, oh, it was a gaffe. Let's just move on. Oh, nobody really believes that Nikki Haley doesn't know that slavery has something to do with the Civil War. Oh, no, no, no everything's fine. Just move on. Right? That's, that's the reaction. Let me ask you something. If, if, by the way, you, you do know what Nikki Haley said here, right? I'm not, I'm not like, do you need to hear it? Do you want to hear the, br- <laughs> the brilliant moment of political genius? From Nikki Haley, the reason why this is such an important, the number one reason why it's such an important story and why it's resonating with Republicans is because if you're like me, you've been looking at polls, you've been looking at coverage, you've been looking at analysis, you've been looking at at the debates, you've been looking at who gets the lion's share of attention and praise and and velvet-gloved coverage, and you're thinking, why the hell do they keep pushing Nikki Haley on me? Stop trying to make Nikki Haley happen. It ain't going to happen. And so finally, when you have a moment like this, it's one of those aha situations where you can say, thank you. Thank you. This is exactly what's wrong with this woman. So I guess if you didn't hear it, here's a moment at a town hall where Nikki Haley is asked by someone there, what do you think was the reason for the Civil War? What was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. All right, I'm going to pause there for a minute. You're going to hear this whole thing, but we got to break this down like the freaking Zapruder film here, right? Did I not say I'm Larry O'Connor, by the way? It's Larry O'Connor sitting in for Mark Levin. 877-381-3811. We'll have a conversation for the next few hours. Uh, come on and join the conversation. Uh, I'm the morning host on WMAL in Washington, D.C. The show's O'Connor and Company. It's a great morning news show that I do every morning with Julie Gunlock and Patrice Onwuka and Mercedes Schlepp and our producer, Heather Hunter. It's America's morning show. And these days, let's face it, you don't need to live in Washington to hear our show. You can hear it from anywhere. Get the app, get the internet, whatever you do. Uh, it's the nation's talk radio station in the nation's capital, WMAL, and it's the morning show. You'll love it. O'Connor and company. All right. So so the first, the question's asked, and you hear the awkward breathing into the microphone where she can't really bring herself to answer the question. United States Civil War. Well, don't come with an easy question. Right? Nervous laughter as well. You heard that. And, and she says, don't come with an easy question, which, of course, is, is irony. It's sarcasm. What she means by saying that is, well, this is a really tough question. Is it? Now, the reason I point that out immediately is because when you listen to one of her many answers today, she starts out today explaining what she said yesterday. She starts out by saying, well, of course, slavery was the major part of the Civil War. 
She's acting like, well, that's the easy answer. That's simple. Everybody knows that. Well, why is she pretending like it's such a hard question then? Right? I mean, she's kind of flustered. Well, don't come with an easy question. Right? So in other words, she said, so in the moment, she's telegraphing that it's a very hard question. And by the way, if you're furiously dialing the phone right now, 877-381-3811, so you can educate me and all of Mark Levin's listeners about how slavery wasn't really a big part of the Civil War, let's just save it. I don't want to have that debate, okay? In fact, that's irrelevant. It really is irrelevant. This has little to do with what caused the Civil War. I'm not interested in talking about what caused the Civil War. I'm interested in talking about why the establishment's been pushing Nikki Haley down our throats. I want to talk about why she's such a horrible candidate. I want to talk about why the left-wing media isn't going after her today because of what she refused to acknowledge last night by mentioning slavery. That's, that's what this is about and about how the media treats this story and about how she clearly thinks that she's going to be able to recover from this and still be your Republican nominee. Why are they so interested in pushing her on it? Why is she raising so much of the establishment money? And I'm also interested in highlighting one very specific phrase she said here when pushed by this person at the town hall about slavery. What she said there tells you everything you need to know about Nikki Haley and what kind of candidate she is and what kind of president she would be, or God forbid, vice president. You know, we started the week with Donald Trump floating this this trial balloon out there. You know, we saw the stories out there. You know, sources say that Trump is asking his closest confidants what it would be like to have Nikki Haley as a vice president. I'm pretty sure that's gone now. It sure better be. And I sure hope that wasn't legit. I hope that was just, you know, people in Trump land just goofing with us. Now listen to her answer. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. The freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? <laughs> That's my favorite part there. This, this is where it gets really revealing. Okay, but first of all, that, that whole thing, you know about how government functions and, and our freedoms and our liberties. I almost feel like she's like given this little boilerplate talking point memo before she goes out and meets, meets with the unwashed Republican masses. Just remember, Nikki, if you ever get lost, just say things like liberty and freedom. They'll love you. You know who they, you know how these people are. You know what I mean? Before this campaign, if you asked most people, I, frankly, probably now, even after the campaign, you ask most people, uh, well, what do you know about Nikki Haley? If they don't say who, if they do know something about her, they know one thing and one thing only. And that is after the the racist church shooting that happened in Charleston, South Carolina, she acquiesced to pressure from the media and the Obama administration and removed the historic Confederate flag from the South Carolina Capitol. She was governor at the time. She she moved the Confederate flag from the Capitol after the racist church shooting in Charleston because clearly that flag had become a symbol of intolerance, hate, and bigotry about how this government is supposed to be run. <laughs> right? Because if that's what the Civil War was really about, and she moved the flag to alleviate any kind of 
underpinning of intolerance over that war. Well, she just told you what the war was really about. It was about how the government is supposed to function in our lives. So I'm glad she moved that flag because, you know, we don't want people going into the capital of South Carolina, the state capital, and seeing a flag that reminds them of that dark time in history when people died over, what was that again, about how government is supposed to function in our lives? of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run. Yeah, about how government was going to run. That hateful Confederate flag reminded everybody about the war over how the government is supposed to run. But now we get to the crux of it. Now we get to revealing exactly who Nikki Haley is and what a fraud this entire campaign. And I want to, by the way, we got plenty of time to get into this. It's not my style to spend a lot of time attacking Republicans. And, and, and that's not because I'm, you know, I'm soft and I'm a patsy and I'm, you know, no. It's because you've, you want to hear Republicans get attacked. God knows you've got venues out there. I have lived my entire life with network after network after network after cable station after local station after newspaper after newspaper after magazine after magazine after website after website whose sole focus is to tear down and destroy my politics, my culture, and, and my party preference. And I didn't get into this game to join that club. All right, Andrew Breitbart found me. He brought me into the mix. I worked for Andrew for, for three years before he died. And I remember people would say, well, you know, oh, Breitbart is so intellectually dishonest because they never criticize Republicans. He said, of course I don't criticize Republicans. You go elsewhere for that. You got CNN for that. You got George Stephanopoulos for that. As the late, great Rush Limbaugh would say, I am equal time. Right? That was great when he said that. And it's true. He doesn't need to present equal time. He is equal time. So listen, it's not like me to spend this much time attacking a Republican. But the whole point here is I'm not so sure Nikki Haley is a Republican. And the fact that they've been pushing her on us, jamming her down our throat. And if you look at all the headlines right up until last night, you'll say, that, ah, Nikki Haley is within striking distance of Trump in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley's going to be the one. Nikki Haley's the chase. Nikki Haley's a fraud. And what she just said there, what do you think caused the Civil War? That question back to the person in the audience, that tells you everything. And we'll explore that a little bit more coming up in a moment. This is Larry O'Connor. I'm sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today. By texting LEVIN to 68592, that's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com.
It's Larry O'Connor sitting in for Mark Levin today, 877-381-3811. So Nikki Haley's at this town hall. She is asked about what started the Civil War. She said it was about how government functions in our lives or something. But then she turns to this person at the town hall. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Now, that's a, a bizarre and shocking thing unless you recognize that, as I said a moment ago, Nikki Haley is a fraud. So Nikki Haley wants to just she's a chameleon she wants to adopt whatever it is she needs to adopt to survive or emerge victorious right and so she she doesn't know i mean my gosh it's new hampshire i thought this was a northern state didn't they gotta have to deal with this and now she recognized oh okay now if i come out and say it was about slavery i'm gonna offend what she believes is a stereotype of some right-wing MAGA voter don't want to do that but uh, but but at the same time, I mean, what's this person looking for exactly, right? Because I don't I don't want to I don't want to step in it. I want to say what pleases this person. I want to say whatever is necessary to just get through this technicality of an event. So three weeks from now, I can come in second in the primary, and then the media and the party will push me on Trump as the VP. And they go back and forth, and the person says, you know, it's amazing to me that you won't mention slavery during this entire answer. And her next response to that is the most critically important thing to know about Nikki Haley. They go back and forth, and the guy says, you know, it's just shocking to me that you, you know, you spent a couple of minutes here answering the question about civil war, and you won't mention slavery. And she says, What to say about slavery? Oh, let me let me let me make it even a little a little earlier because it got clipped at the beginning. What do you want me to say about slavery? What do you want me to say about slavery? Oof. I mean, I, you're going to hear what her excuse was today after she had, you know, 18 hours with all of the greatest minds in American politics huddled together to try to come up with an answer to what a monstrous disaster this was. But I, I'd, I'd love to, what, what do you think she meant by that? What do you want me to say about slavery? Like, I'll say whatever you need me to say about slavery. Are you for it or against it? I don't care. Just get me into power. That's all that matters. 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Mark Levin, the voice the liberals want to silence. 
But you can talk to Mark at 877-381-3811. Larry O'Connor sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin, today. Get yourself a copy of The Democrat Party Hates America. It's a great book. It's still number one, by the way. I checked on it. It is number one in uh, Amazon's U.S. political science category, as well it should be. It's a great book. And if you uh, missed any presents this year, uh, dads, grandpas, kids going off to college, the Democrat Party hates America. Incredibly instructive historically, but also to have everyone's brains ready and motivated for this year coming up, 2024. Uh, Nikki Haley yesterday uh, can't bring herself to mention the word slavery when asked about what the Civil War is all about. But again, that's that people are trying to want to call in and educate me about what really started the Civil War. That's not even the point. Listen, there is a way to answer that. I'm not running for president. Okay, I don't want to be president. But someone asked me that question. Clearly, she thought it was some kind of trap question, which is hilarious to me. She was claiming today, you know, that person was a plant for the Democrats. Honey, you want to be president? Let me just explain something to you. Every single interview you do in every single press conference, it's going to be full of plants for the Democrat Party. They're called journalists. I thought you wanted this job. I'm pretty sure you need to be able to handle a plant in the audience, even if it was a plant, which I don't know if it was a plant or not. Some reporter for the New Hampshire Journal said, yeah, it was a plant because when I when I asked him his name, he wouldn't give it to me. He doesn't have to give you his name. What's wrong with you? And then CNN's immediate reaction to this is hilarious. Let me tell you something. If Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy were at a town hall and they refused to say slavery as part of an answer with regard to the Civil War and in any way equivocated the cause of the war as in some way, you know, being Lincoln's fault or the U.S. government's fault and never at least in any way in their answer acknowledging the evil of slavery and white supremacy or whatever aspect of the Civil War that you want to focus on, but without ever acknowledging, as she did, as she did, if Trump or Ramaswamy or DeSantis did that, there would still be CNN roundtable discussions led by Van Jones and April Ryan about the disturbing white supremacy in the Republican Party. It would be wall to wall. And yet somehow CNN didn't do that. Nobody really did that. It was a passing story. Well, we all know Nikki Haley isn't one of them. Oh, it was just a gaffe. We'll let it go. Or even better, this person, and I don't want to be gratuitously mean to her, but she happened to, you know, draw the card and be the be the person commenting on this last night in real time her name is Kristen soltis anderson she's a republican in dc she's she's the perfect example of a an approved republican voice that cnn will have on the air you know would you please come on and explain these people for us Kristen? would you please be the analyst so that our viewers will in some way try to make heads or tails of what these Republicans do and think, why they say those things. 
please, you don't like them really, do you? I mean, she identifies as Republican. I'm pretty sure she's never Trump. This is who CNN will have on. And listen to the expert analysis she gives you in real time. Yeah, if I were her, that would have been pretty easy to just say that and move on. But it's also, I think, pretty clear that that voter was kind of trying to catch her and saying something that would potentially make her less appealing to those independent voters in New Hampshire that she's going to rely on so heavily. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> if that's what Nikki Haley was trying to avoid, whatever you do, don't say anything that'll make it less appealing to independent voters. But mission accomplished, babe. Are you kidding me? I mean, there's, nobody is satisfied with this answer. Or the next 24 hour of damage control of, of all the lies and excuses that she's tried to make. So, so here's yeah, Kristen Soldiers Anderson trying to, you know, well, she was probably just, she was trying to avoid a trap. Not very well, if that's why she answered the way she did. But now listen to this. This is my favorite. This is the hidden gem in all of this, because this is exactly how the establishment media establishment Republicans, the Kochs with their money who were backing Nikki Haley, not backing, jamming her down your throats. This is how they all saw this last night. This is, the, and it's summed up perfectly by Kristen Soltis-Anderson. This was an, an easy question to answer. I wish she had answered it using- <laughs> I wish. Easy word, say slavery. There's a disagreement in our country about it. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it's actually going to hurt her standing one way or another with Republican primary voters at this point. Ultimately, it's not going to hurt her standing one way or the other. Really? <laughs> That's some crack analysis there. In whose world are you living in right now? In whose world do you live that you think that did? That, that was her real-time reaction? I wonder 24 hours later if she, maybe she wants to reevaluate that. By the way, these are the same CNN-approved crack analysts who in 2016 would come on and say, well, there's no way Donald Trump is going to get the Republican nomination. He's a fad. He's going to he'll crash and burn by Iowa. And yet they keep getting invited back on to give their crack expert analysis. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And so then today we start with this was a trap. It was a Democrat plant. Uh, Nikki, that's actually not that actually makes it worse because I'm pretty sure she needs to be able to handle a Democrat plant. Then she had a forum at a library and she said this about the Civil War and what I think of the Civil War, what was the cause of the Civil War? Of course, the Civil War was about slavery. We know that. That's unquestioned, always the case. We know the Civil War was about slavery. I love the person you could audibly hear sigh and exasperated sigh in there. Because look at what she just did. Because here's the thing. You know, you see all of the keyboard warriors on social media who are saying, well, actually, Nikki has a point. It wasn't really about slavery. So now she's lost all of those people <laughs> who were trying to back her up <laughs> and support her, Right. Because now she's she's throwing them under the bus by saying, well, yeah, it was about slavery. No, 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 no. I just defended you and said it wasn't about slavery. <laughs> but now, but if the answer is this exasperated, well, of course it was about slavery, then why couldn't she say that last night? Just a passing statement. Here, I'm, I'm not running for office. Let me show you how it's done. It's pretty easy. I'm sorry. The question's about the Civil War. 
This, I mean, listen, the, the, first of all, there's never one cause for a war. There were multiple causes, and certainly slavery, the fact that Democrats who loved their slaves wanted to expand slavery in new territories that were becoming states and Republicans actually had to form their party to to stop them from doing so and elected our greatest president, or one of them at least, the founder of my party, the Republicans, Abraham Lincoln, to try to keep the union together. I mean, ultimately, that is what the war was about. Abraham Lincoln trying to keep our union united and together, and it was being divided over slavery. But you know what? I, I mean, I hope that's a good enough answer for you. This isn't a history lesson because I'm running for president and I'm really less concerned about the Civil War from 150 years ago than I am about the Civil War we seem to be on the brink of right now. In fact, many would argue that we're already in the middle of a cold Civil War right now. And my plan is to become your president so that I can keep it from becoming a shooting war. The last civil war is interesting and it's fascinating and it's important, but frankly, not nearly as important as the one we're about to engage in if we can't change what's going on in this country once and for all. Yeah, there, Nikki, that's free. And I know for a fact you spend a lot of money on advice for your campaign. And I gave you a freebie. You're welcome. Uh, she then appeared with uh, uh, Chris Sununa, the governor of New Hampshire, who's now endorsed her. And boy, that's looking brilliant. <laughs> He's like, uh, can we have a do-over on this? She has literally given three different answers on this. It ain't going away, but God bless you, Kristen Soltis Anderson. I think ultimately this isn't going to make a difference for voters. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Nikki Haley ship has sailed. I don't think the Nikki Haley ship was it was a ghost ship anyway. I don't think any of it was real. Do you, let me, you know what, and we'll throw that because a lot of people want to jump in here. And, and we, I don't want to take your calls. It's the, my favorite part of the Mark Levin show is the interaction with all you guys, best talk radio listeners in the country. 877-381-3811. Do you, not only... I'd love your opinion about whether you think this will make a difference for Nikki Haley. But even more importantly, this is this is the really important question. Do you know anyone in your life? I'm assuming you're a Republican conservative of, of various different stripes, right? Do you know anyone who legit is fired up about Nikki Haley, who's like all in for Team Nikki? I, I'd be fascinated to hear anecdotally if you know anyone like that. 877-381-3811. And by the way, if you do know someone like that, I'd love to know who they voted for in 2020. Because I, I have a hunch. I have a hunch. All right, let's start things off with Debbie in Georgia. Debbie, there's Nikki Haley. What do you what do you think? Why why are they trying to force her on us? And do you think it's over for her now? Um, well, I think she's trying to prove that she's the intellectual equal of Kabbalah Harris. Uh, <laughs> Oh, um, oh, oh! You Southern women can be so mean. Oh, but I wasn't. I was born in Washington D.C. So oh, I even better. I had, to, I had to acquire it, and I never say bless her little heart. <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, um, I, I believe that that uh, Nikki's infusion, a big infusion of money, uh, a couple of weeks ago came from the establishment slash Bush uh, 
yeah. bunch of people. Yeah, it's that and wing. They're, they are dying to have her as vice president so that when they take Trump out in whatever way they manage to do that, I'm not suggesting anything in particular, but then she would become president and they would be back in power. That's what this is about. Yeah. Do you think that that was a real storyline earlier this week when uh, it was suggested that Trump was considering her for vice president? I actually hadn't heard that until oh, yeah. I heard you say it. Yeah, I yeah, it was a thing. This much time on the radio this week. All right. But, um, oh, you chose wisely. About the Civil War. Um, the Civil War was about states' rights, and the two biggest issues in states' rights were slavery and secession. Yeah. That's right. Those great answer. Just the umbrella, Debbie. I, I, you you couldn't see. That's a that would have been a great Debbie. Thank you. God bless you in Georgia, and, and hopefully you got your voting system straightened out now. And Georgia's back in the appropriate column there. Thank you for calling, and have a happy New Year. That's another great answer. That great answer. You know, all the people who say uh, civil war is about states' rights, they always sort of forget the second part. You know, states' rights to do what? And yes, I was born in Michigan. I'm a Yankee. Okay. But I think it's objectively true, exactly the way Debbie just said it. The, the, ultimately, it was about the state's rights, the state's rights uh, to continue slavery, legalize slavery, and to secede. Could have been so simple, but it, but you couldn't do it. And all your CNN expert Republican analysts will tell you, ah, ultimately, it will make a difference. Wow. You know what? If ultimately it doesn't make a difference, it tells you how rigged this system is. That the Coke money and the establishment money and the media are doing whatever they can. They do, they've already resigned to the fact that they can't beat Trump. But they need to set somebody up to be the establishment alternative. And, and th it's been revealed. She's revealed herself. And it's just, it's embarrassing. All right. There's more to come. 877-381-3811. We will. I'll talk. I want to talk to you more about Nikki Haley and, and try to drive the final nail in the coffin of her political career after this. And uh, and then we're also going to talk about this border crisis. We're going to talk about Israel. We're going to talk about uh, tons of stuff because it's the Mark Levin show. That's what we do. I am Larry O'Connor. Uh, look us up. Uh, we're on all the social medias. Are we still are we calling it X? Fine, we'll call it X. Check us out on the X. Uh, check us out also on um, all the social media platforms, YouTube, and at WMAL.com. I do the morning show there every single day. It should be your new morning show, wherever you live. So check that out. Uh, we'll be back. It's the Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, folks, with essential information about a possible digital dollar and its impact on IRAs and 401ks. Educate yourself before a digital dollar comes with Augusta Precious Metals' downside of the digital dollar report. Created due to popular demand, this report is packed with important digital dollar insights. Best of all, it shares a strategy smart investors have used to hedge against economic uncertainties like the digital dollar. Act now to learn more with Augusta Precious Metals. Do it for your financial future. Receive the free downside of the digital dollar report today by texting LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
Text aid and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. It's Larry O'Connor sitting in for Mark Levin. We're we're going to button things up here on Nikki Haley. We've got more to talk about the border crisis and and Michigan football. I mentioned I'm from Michigan. How about those Wolverines? How about those Lions? Uh, come on, it's, it's rare that we have an opportunity. We Michigan football fans, so cut us some slack. Let's go to uh, Jane in New York. Jane, this Nikki Haley. You're a woman. You're supposed to love her, Jane. Oh, no. <laughs> she so is much. evil through and through. Oh, no, she's disgusting. If I have to hear about her five-inch heels ever again, I will probably throw myself off of a building. Oh, it is such she's- a pet peeve of mine when a woman politician spends so much time talking about how she's a woman. And and, and that's the opposite. We, we Republicans, we conservatives, we're supposed to, like, reject that kind of identity politics. Well, you're supposed to be a person who's going to help with the country. Yeah. I don't care how how long your dress is or whether it's above your knees or below. Or She is phony. You know what? I am a retired abuse counselor, and you know, every single abuser and person who wants to control, they use deflection. Mm. No matter what you're talking about, they're going to work it around to where you're giving them the answers. And that's exactly what she does. I pray that Trump would not choose her. Let me let me I ask mean, you something, because I, I don't think he will. But at the same time, it, if he does, it's a calculation that he will not lose any votes, right? He's doing it just because he's trying to grow his base. He's saying, well, some people who don't like me, they like Nikki, and so they might vote for the ticket if she's on the ticket. And he's take, I think his advisors are assuming... That you, Jane, you'll go ahead and bet you hate Nikki Haley and you don't, you don't trust her and you don't trust the people behind her. But he's assuming you're going to vote for him anyway. I mean, would you? Would you? Is he right? Will you vote for Trump if he picks Nikki no, Haley? No, he isn't right. No, I want I want a president and a vice president who are going to serve me. I don't want another Harris out there. Thank you, Jane. You know? Happy New Year to you. And you know, and let me add to that. And I appreciate the call. I agree with Jane. I want a president, a vice president who served me. More importantly, after the first four years of the Trump administration, I want a president, a vice president who can work together. I don't want the drama. I don't want this cabinet secretary and that advisor and that chief of staff and that. But I don't want them all to have their own little fiefdoms. I don't want the leaks. I don't want the fighting. Pick someone who will work with you and be loyal. And that ain't Nikki Haley. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. It's Larry O'Connor sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. Find me on x.com or YouTube or Facebook. I'm a columnist and and video journalist over at townhall.com, where you might see a lot of my videos and my other work there. 
And, of course, I'm the morning show host on WMAL in Washington, D.C., America's talk radio station in America's capital. And, frankly, it's America's morning show. You can find us. Well, it's the Internet. You know how to find us. Crying out loud. You don't need to listen on the airwaves anymore. And uh, maybe we can be your favorite morning show wherever you live. Uh, believe it or not, we talk about politics a lot. That's O'Connor and Company. I am Larry O'Connor, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I told you at the beginning of the program tonight, as I finally get in for Mark Levin here, that the Colorado Secretary of State has determined that they will continue to have Donald Trump's name on the ballot for the primary, as the Supreme Court now has indicated that they will take up the Supreme Court of Colorado's decision to remove Donald Trump from the primary, you know, remove him due to the 14th Amendment language that suggests someone guilty of insurrection against the United States cannot run for office, even though he has never been convicted or even charged with insurrection. But that doesn't matter to the Colorado Supreme Court. They're Democrats, after all. They know insurrection when they see it. They led the last one. Someone should let Nikki Haley know about that. Well, the speculation about that decision uh, from none other than Jonathan Turley, actually, who's often right about these things, uh, was that this could have been a move to actually moot the issue and therefore uh, circumvent a Supreme Court review now before the January 5th deadline for the Colorado primary. You see, if the Secretary of State says, well, we're just going to keep his name on there, the gamble may have been that the Supreme Court would then say, okay, well, then in that case, it's a moot point and we won't take it up. I don't think that's the case. Turley also thinks that's probably not the case either. Uh, this is something that the Supreme Court should take up right away and should shoot down right away in no uncertain terms. We saw earlier this week the Michigan Supreme Court refused to do what Colorado did. We've seen other states do that as well. And yet just moments ago, and I do mean moments ago, like within the last 15 minutes, the Secretary of State of Maine has now decided unilaterally that Donald Trump can't be on the ballot in that state because of the same insurrectionist language in the 14th Amendment. And so it's like it's it's judicial whack-a-mole now. Where various secretaries of state or state Supreme Courts from various Democrat-run jurisdictions will just pop up at any given time, all with the same goal and the same intention, which is to keep you from being able to vote for whoever you want to vote for. So now that the Colorado thing... I, in some interpretation might be off the map now you've got maine and now you start all over again in that state and by the way this is exactly why the supreme court should take this up once and for all uh, and wait for it you know that special prosecutor jack smith as soon as things are looking really bad for biden as soon as the impeachment proceedings move forward with gusto in the house as soon as it looks like they have no chance of beating Donald Trump, well, then he'll come forth with the charge of insurrection. See, he could have. I don't know what's stopping him, frankly, because he's completely out of control and nothing that he has charged Trump with over the events of January 6th have been rooted in any sort of case law or any legitimate use of a prosecutorial uh, power. 
at his level. All of it is unprecedented. You know, maybe it's me. And God knows I, I am nowhere near an expert in such things, especially considering I'm sitting in Mark Levin's chair right now. The man worked in the Ed Meese Justice Department for the entire Reagan administration. He's forgotten more about the Justice Department and constitutional law than most people will ever know, especially some of the more radical justices you see on our own Supreme Court. But so take it from the source, a layman, an observer, an American citizen that deeply cares about this country and the founding documents and principles that it was based upon. Yes, I'm just a layman. I'm just a citizen. But here's the beauty of those founding documents. Here's the beauty of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They were written in such a way that a layman gets it. They were written, purposefully written in such a way that your average American citizen can read them, comprehend them, digest them, and apply them. And even more importantly, hold our elected officials accountable against them. How do we know when our government is out of control? Because it doesn't match what the Constitution laid out for our federal government. So that being said, take it for what it's worth. I'm just a concerned citizen, but it seems to me when a prosecutor like Jack Smith is given the power and lack of transparency and lack of accountability that he's been handed, and he decides to wield that power in such a way to bring charges against a former president and a current candidate for president who is currently leading in every important poll, and he's running against the current president who this prosecutor, Jack Smith, works for. It seems to me when you use that power to prosecute that guy, where anyone looking at it from around this planet, on its face will see it appears to be an incredibly political action. It seems to me that if you're going to do that, you better have a pretty open and shut case. And that case better rely on established law that is a no-brainer. Established law that has been applied before in other circumstances. And of course, that's not what he did. That's not even close to what he did. By getting this D.C. grand jury to indict Trump in the same way that they would indict a ham sandwich. And we're all supposed to giggle about that. Well, you know, a U.S. prosecutor can get a grand jury to indict a ham sandwich. <laughs> That's always said. They always laugh about that when they talk about it on, on cable news. I, I hear that and I am terrified. Because guess what? The ham sandwich is innocent. I promise you that that ham sandwich did not break federal law. And these people go on cable news shows and brag about the fact that our federal law and our Justice Department is so corrupt and so twisted that they can indict that ham sandwich. And that's something that we're all supposed to take as a life lesson. And yet with all of that power and all of that precedent and all of that ability, Jack Smith didn't bring charges of insurrection against Donald Trump. 
Why? I mean, that's the slam dunk, isn't it? The whole purpose of this is not to get to the truth and not to uphold the law and not to protect our Constitution and not to protect the American people. The whole purpose behind all of this, they've been saying it all along, is to disqualify Donald Trump. They can't beat him. So they just want to disqualify him. Find some technicality and keep him off the ballot. So if that's the end game, why not bring the charges? 14th Amendment says you're disqualified from running for office if, you're, uh, if you've uh, led an insurrection against the country. Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, investigating January 6th, charge him with insurrection. Boom. Sure would make it a lot easier. It would make their argument a lot better, wouldn't it? But he didn't. But here comes the Colorado Supreme Court, and now here comes the Secretary of State of Maine trying to go ahead and do it anyway. Well, Liz Cheney said that he is guilty of insurrection. And I've, I've, I've heard Chris Cuomo use the word insurrection, and George Stephanopoulos uses the word insurrection, so there you go. He can't be on the ballot. And in my not very humble opinion, I think part of the reason why Jack Smith has held this back and he's kept this card up his sleeve is because as these initial charges go through the Supreme Court, as the initial attempt to keep him off the ballot in the primary season goes through the process right now, and then you've got another looming deadline for the ballot for November for the general election after Trump gets the nomination, if there isn't an attempted coup at the Republican convention, then Jack Smith charges him with insurrection. And then we start all over again. Oh, well, this has changed. Supreme Court didn't address this. Now he's been charged. And don't forget, the ones who say they're protecting democracy, they're the ones who are engineering this. And what are they engineering? The ones who are protecting democracy? They're engineering a scenario where they decide who you're allowed to vote for and who you're allowed not to vote for. You know, if... It, I keep hearing from these guys, from from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and from the media and from the left and from Nancy Pelosi and from Chuck Schumer and from, from uh, it is all of them. I keep hearing that Donald Trump is the absolute worst human being in American political history. I keep hearing that he is a direct threat to our country, that if he is elected again, that's it. It's over. It's Mussolini time. It's Hitler time. I hear Joe Scarborough on a regular basis say that he must be stopped at any cost, which is, you know, it's incitement language. I, I fear for Donald Trump with the language that's being used against him. I genuinely fear for him and his family. And I keep hearing how awful he is and how horrible he is and how stupid he is and how incompetent he is. And yet, none of them want him on the ticket. I mean, if he's that bad, if he's that horrific, he's that offensive, if he's that racist, if he's that Hitler-like, if he's that sexist, if he's that incompetent, if he's that stupid, 
If he was that bad of a president, you would think they'd be dying to run against him. Bidenomics is working. Joe Biden has created more jobs than any president in history. And Donald Trump was the worst president for our economy and the worst president for national security and the worst president for immigration. So he should be salivating to run against him again. You betcha. Let's have a rematch. Are you kidding? Now I've got my record to run on, says Joe Biden. No, he's not saying that. Nope. What does it tell you? That they are bending over backwards and folding the Constitution up like a paper airplane, setting it on fire and throwing it off the Empire State Building to do whatever they can to keep Donald Trump from even being an option for you. Maybe they know something you don't know. Maybe they know that he's actually pretty good. Maybe they know that his presidency was head and shoulders superior to the disaster we've got right now. Maybe they know the only way they can beat him is to keep you from even being able to have the option to vote for him. It's, there's no maybe here. That's what we're seeing play out. And that's why every time they throw something new at him, he actually does better in the polls. And now we've got the latest one. Your reaction to that and what the next step is for the Supreme Court and for these states in a moment. It's Larry O'Connor in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network, so the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M, to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. 877-381-3811. Dave in Michigan, home of the Wolverines, the future national champions beat Bama, joins us now. Dave, thanks for calling in. You're on the Mark Levin Show. How's it going there? Hey, Dave. Good evening. I, I've got this theory. I think I, I'm starting to see how this is all going to play out. Supreme Court is going to have to come out with a blanket policy on taking Trump off the ballot in all these states. Otherwise, they're going to be putting out wildfires all over the place. Yeah. I think Jack Smith is going to go ahead and try and hit Trump with the insurrection conviction. If that goes through... Uh, God only knows what's going to happen next. I think what the, these far leftists want is civil unrest so that nobody can go to the polls in November. Well, it, it worked with the pandemic, certainly. Uh, and I don't think they can play that card again. In fact, I've got some audio from some of the chief engineers of the pandemic who are revealing just what they didn't know back then. It's chilling. Uh, but, Dave, I, I think yeah. you're, I think that he's going to throw it out there. If Jack Smith charges him with insurrection, and I think he will, it will be purely political because there's no way it gets tried before the election. And it will just be a thing to damage him. But I don't think it does damage him at this point. 
No, you can't damage them at this point. The people want them back because we're all, everybody's sick of what's going on in this country. The yeah. country has gone just down the toilet. Yeah. It's on Dave, its way down. If we don't stop it, it's going to get worse. That, thank you, Dave, for the call. By the way, what are you more excited about the, the Wolverines or the Lions right now? It, this is a great time to be alive. Lions. I was at the only playoff game they ever won in the Pontiac Silverdome in the early 1990s. <laughs> with, uh, against the Cowboys, by the way, with Barry Sanders. Very good. You got it. Thanks, I Dave. was there, buddy. All right. Well, now you'll be at Ford Field. Thanks, Dave. Leo in Colorado. Leo, uh, this move to try to get Trump off the ticket, it's a dangerous game they're playing here. I mean, did they not understand after 2016 just how pissed off we are? No, no, they don't. And, you know, I got to tell you, Larry, I've been all over this state since moving out here three years ago. And you get outside of Denver, this is a very conservative state. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunately... There's not a lot of, you know, people in the rural areas to, to override Denver and the region. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, protesting goes both ways. And I'm actually retired now as of the first of the year. And I'm going to have plenty of time on my hands. And I'm going to do what the Dems do. I'm going to go stand in front of the Supreme Court uh, judges' houses with my sign and protest and say, you can't do this. The man was never convicted. He was never officially brought up on charges. Right. He's a former sitting U.S. president. And they're, let the people they're, decide. They're, Defer to the voters. Hey, Leo, do you have any chants planned? Have you written any chants out for your protests? I love the chants. Uh, no, I'll get back with you, though, right. on your morning show on that. Make, I'll have all right, to. Leo Saska, make sure they rhyme, though, brother. Got The chants are going to rhyme. you got to rhyme. All right, more coming up. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin, 877-381-3811. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And they put you on America's most dependable 5G network. So the coverage is second to none. So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, that's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M, to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Larry O'Connor here in for Mark Levin. By the way, uh, the Democrat Party Hates America is sort of the seminal book of our times. It's the number one bestseller on Amazon for U.S. political science. And there's a reason for that. It's brilliant because it's a Mark Levin book. Uh, it's well researched. He does these books, and you know, I don't want to name names, but there's people out there who just chug out books like every you know couple of months. And I'm not going to lie, they don't they don't really do all the writing. They do some. They'll oversee it, I guess. Mark Levin writes every word of his books, and they are brilliant. You can hear his voice in the book, and this book is important. Not just to understand how we got here and what the Democrats are doing right now. This whole topic, what I'm talking about right now, we have to protect democracy. 
So let's rig the ballot so that the top candidate who was just president of the United States and actually leads in the polls against the current president is disqualified. Does that sound like a political organization that loves this Constitution, that loves the democratic process? Does it sound like a political organization that respects and defers to the wisdom of the American people? Here's the messy thing about being in politics and being in government here in America. You don't win every election. And when you lose, you have to walk away and say, well, you know, I trust the American people. And as soon as you lose that trust in the American people, you lose the country. And as usual, the attacks on Donald Trump have very little to do with him. They have everything to do with you. So not only is the Democrat Party Hates America, Mark Levin's latest number one bestseller, not only is it critically important to understand how we got here and where we are, but I can't emphasize this enough. It's really about where we're headed and what this next year is going to be all about. And but those of us, my colleagues who are in the media, whether it's talk radio, whether it's podcasting, whether it's a, a streaming news services now, I mean, there's so many venues and opportunities for you to be able to gather information that is catered to and suited to your sensibilities and that isn't full of fake lies that you're so used to from the usual players on cable and in in the uh, legacy corporate-owned news media. Uh, my colleagues there, my colleagues on at Town Hall, all of our websites at Town Hall Media, uh, where I'm, I'm one of the dudes there at Town Hall at townhall.com, but we also have Hot Air, we have Red State, we have uh, PJ Media, we have Twitchy, that all of my colleagues there, we've all had these conversations over the last month. We are all girding ourselves for 2024. This is going to be a year in American politics that will be talked about and written about, filmed about for decades to come. We are, we are walking into uncharted territory, and you need a guiding light like Mark Levin and the Democrat Party Hates America, this book, to help understand exactly what we're about to get hit with. From these cases trying to keep Trump off the ballot. But this has never happened before. God, remember all the people, oh, we gotta get, we have to return to the norms in this country. No, we elected Donald Trump because we're, the norms were not working. And not serving the people. This has never been done before. This attempt to, to remove the leading contender from the ballot. So you aren't even allowed to consider him. And the breaking news, if you're just joining us over the last 40 minutes, the Secretary of State of Maine has now jumped on board here. Add that to Colorado. But they're, they're trying to have, have it both ways in Colorado. I, 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 I tend to agree with Jonathan Turley that, that the Secretary of State of Colorado reversing now and saying, well, despite the state Supreme Court in Colorado deciding that Trump shouldn't be on the ballot, we're going to go ahead and let him stay on the ballot, which, by the way, also tells you the arbitrary nature of all of this. The law is not supposed to be arbitrary. The law is not supposed to be contingent on one radical moron secretary of state 
waking up one day and saying, yeah, you know what? I know the Supreme Court of Colorado said to take him off the ballot, but let's just go ahead and leave him on the ballot. What the hell is that? You're supposed to be able to set your watch to the law in this country. It is the foundation of our freedoms. Without the law, there is no freedom. It's a free-for-all. It's despots and totalitarians just deciding on a whim. Ah, we'll do this, and now that and that time will die. There are certain things that you do and you don't do, and we've never done before. So up until earlier today, Donald Trump's name would not be on the ballot because the Supreme Court of that state decided. But then the Secretary of State says, yeah, it's okay. We're just going to go ahead and keep it anyway. And as Jonathan Turley points out, it, it may be to try to weasel out of the early review by the Supreme Court that has to be decided by January 5th. That's the deadline in Colorado for the ballot. And I think she's hoping that the Supreme Court will look at it and just kick the can down the road. Oh, well, if he's going to be back on the ballot, then it's a moot point. So if the issue's moot, then we just won't weigh in on it. I hope I hope she's wrong. The Supreme Court needs to straighten this out now. This is a crisis now that Maine has popped up. And as I mentioned earlier, this is whack-a-mole. This is ju- Judas- jurisprudence whack-a-mole right now. And that's the idea. It's to make you unsettled. It's to make you angry. It's to make you feel hopeless, by the way, too. Because, oh, they love America so much, don't they? And they're trying to protect us. 877-381-3811. I'd love for you to chime in on this as well. As this, this is a very, very dangerous game, what they're playing here. And as usual, as I was, just want to reiterate, every complaint they have about Donald Trump is really what they say about you. They say it at their cocktail parties. They say it behind closed doors. They say it in the green room of their cable network they're about to appear on. They loathe you. If they respected you, then why wouldn't they allow you to vote for whoever you want to vote for? This is a tipping point and incredibly dangerous. And as I said, all my colleagues are looking, we're girding ourselves for this year coming up. We've got this fight over Trump on the ballot. We've got the primary process, which is always an, an amazing spectacle of the American democratic process. We've got the trials in four different venues against Donald Trump. We've got an impeachment process that is moving forward, not fast enough, but it better start in in earnest when Congress gets back together uh, first week of January. Not only is the corruption case made, you know, bribery, treason, and high crimes and misdemeanor, take your pick on the Hunter Biden Uh, James Biden, Joe Biden, Biden family corruption. And I want to remind everybody, and please, I want to remind James Comer, because he seems obsessed with following a financial paper trail. James Comer, the chairman of the Oversight Committee, he seems obsessed with finding a check that Joe Biden has cashed. And in the memo field, it says, you know, in exchange for access, you're not going to find that. 
But it doesn't matter. If Joe Biden allowed himself and participated in selling access to his office when he was vice president so that his brother and his son and his sister-in-law and his daughters and his granddaughters so that they could all get rich, then he's guilty. He doesn't have to personally cash a check. He doesn't have to personally make one dime out of the scheme. If Joe Biden and his brother James Biden and his son Hunter Biden put together a plot to rob a bank, and then they robbed the bank, and Hunter and James kept all the money, and Joe didn't get any of the money, he's still guilty of robbing a bank. So stop twisting yourself into knots trying to put together this giant you know wall map with strings connecting one person to the next to try to show how the money ended up in joe biden's account which it did by the way i mean the evidence is there but it's unnecessary on the face of it it's obvious that he allowed himself and his office to be accessed by nefarious individuals to make profit for his family that's enough but add on to that the border The border is an impeachable offense. It's the basic fundamental responsibility of a president. And he's willfully ignoring the law. But how about this one? The Supreme Court struck down Joe Biden's student loan repayment scheme. Where where I, a guy without a college education who's been working his tail off since he was 16 years old, where I have to subsidize some advanced degree from someone who, who got a doctorate in gender studies at Yale. And, and thank God the Supreme Court said, yeah, you can't unilaterally do that, Joe. That violates the separation of powers. If there's any loan repayment that has to go through, it's going to go through the legislative branch. They're the ones responsible for that. You can't do it. And now you see Joe Biden, he's putting out TV ads bragging about the fact that he did an end around of the Supreme Court, that he violated the separation of powers, violated the intent of the Supreme Court decision, saying that you can't repay loans without the legislative branch doing it. He's bragging about it. He's made it a platform for his campaign. Impeach him! For God's sake, he's bragging about how he's violated the Constitution. Where are the Republicans in the House on this? Well, you know, we just want to, fo- we don't want to lose focus. We're just going to look at one. No, look at all of it. Throw all of it against the wall. Do you not see what they're doing to us? And while we're at it, I'm ready for the attorneys general and the secretaries of state of red states to start taking Joe Biden off of the ballot. If you are guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors and treason and all the things that I just laid out, start with the border. Texas. Texas should be taking Biden off the ballot right now based on what he's done to that border, based on what he's done to that state. Sorry, you're ineligible. Oh, well, uh, you can't do that. Oh, really? Tell that to the Colorado Secretary of State. Tell that to the Secretary of State of Maine. If we don't fight them on their field with their rules that they're making up as they go along, then we're not in the game. Oh, well, we we're not like that. We're above that. We're going to stand on our principles. We're going to stand on our dignity. We're going to stand on the right way to do things. We won't stoop to their level. All right, go ahead, stand on your principles. You'll be standing on the sidelines. And you're not in the game. Because you clearly don't know what time it is. You won't stoop to their level. Let me just tell you something. 
they will stoop to any level to stay in power. Don't you get that by now? Haven't you seen that by now? Stoop, guys. Go ahead and stoop. Well, they might be mean to us and call us names. Eh, they're going to do that anyway. It's what they do. Deal with it. Jason in Maryland. Jason. Jason. Thanks for calling in. You're on the uh, Mark Levin Show. I'm Larry O'Connor. Hey, good day, Larry. How you going, mate? Good to hear. Oh, it is. I was joking with the Australian accent, but it's Jason with the Australian <laughs> accent. Hello, Jason. <laughs> yeah, the one and only. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, I've, I've sort of got a really bad feeling about the 24 campaign. I just think that with the language coming from the media, they're going to try and justify, you know, taking Trump out by any means possible, which is, you know, some bad stuff could happen to him. And, I, and, I, and they're going to try and justify that by their language by saying that, you know, we're here to save the, the country. And, and the Supreme Court needs to step up now and just stop all this bloody nonsense with removing yeah. him from the ballot. You know, just step up and go across every state and say, listen, you know, don't even try because you're not going to, you know, it's not going to get past us. Yeah. And just as stupid, and, and, and Republicans are just as bad. You know, they they sort of remind me of the way the commanders play football. You know, they they always steal defeat out of the jaws of victory. You know, they just can't. They just cannot buy a win. You know. Yeah, yeah. Although, uh, listen, Jason, I hear you, and thank you for the uh, reference to our former Redskins here in the Washington area. As as a Lions fan originally from Detroit, and I've adopted, I've I have I've adapted the burgundy and gold here. And as pitiful as they are right now, they're still not even close to as bad as the Lions have been for my entire lifetime. So they've got a way, and they've got three Super Bowls to, to show for it. Jason, thanks for the call. And I'm with you. I am concerned. I'm very concerned about the language used against Trump, this, this outrageous incitement against Donald Trump, that if he gets elected, it's the end of our Constitution, it's the end of our Republic, it's the end of democracy, and he must be stopped at all costs. That's the kind of stuff that causes that, that gets people killed. And seems to me that it, it's that's the plan. The plan is to rile people up in such a way that whatever they do to him in the courtroom is justified. Because it's nothing compared to what they appear to be calling for. These are dangerous times, and that's why we need each other, and that's why we need Mark Levin's book. It's Larry O'Connor in for the great one, Mark Levin. Mark Levin. Traveling for the holidays? Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered. From the steps of Buckingham Palace or your villa in Santorini, you dial away. And here's the best part. There is no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network, so the coverage is second to none. 
So don't delay, folks. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team. Now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin. That's puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-M to make the switch. And you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's big. That's puretalk.com slash Levin to start saving on wireless right now. It's Larry O'Connor in for the great one, Mark Levin, 877 We're going to turn to the latest out of Israel coming up in just a moment. But we're continuing our conversation about this attempt to keep Trump off the ballot. Because they hate democracy, they hate you. They hate the citizens. They hate you having a choice. And it tells you everything you need to know. Uh, Sandra in New Jersey, it's the Garden State, you know. Sandra, you're next up here on the Mark Levin Show. Oh, good evening, Larry. You're doing a superb job covering for Mark Levin. Oh, thank you. It's a daunting task. (laughs) I can imagine. I was uh, listening to you earlier talking about Nikki Haley, and you asked what could she have said regarding slavery. Well, I recommend she read the book that I just finished. It's called The Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass. Hmm. He takes you there. He takes you to those days when he was a slave and what he witnessed with all his people, and he taught them to read, and he did wonderful. This is a great man. And after reading this book, I have great feelings for all those people that suffered. So she needs to read that, and she could have answered in a different way, in in a compassionate way or something. To say nothing shows me that what Mark Levin said about her, she's a chameleon. She is. 100% Sandra and and even more instructive is all the excuses today that that she's still explaining herself and she she blamed a Democrat plant and and she and she and then well of course I know slavery was a big part of it it's like Sandra and, and what's most maddening about it and this is why this was the main focus of my original monologue on the Nikki Haley situation is because I Nikki Haley bores the hell out of me right but this is that you just said if she read this book by Frederick Douglass, maybe she'd give an intelligent answer. And yet the media and the establishment and all the elites, they tell Miss she's the smartest one on the stage. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. It's Larry O'Connor in for the great one, Mark Levin. This final week of 2023, I was just mentioning how uh, my colleagues in talk radio and podcasting and electronic media streaming media, uh, all my colleagues over at the town hall sites where I'm a uh, senior columnist and creative director. Uh, that's the townhall.com site, the, the hot air, red state, PJ media, Twitch, a great group of right of center journalists and columnists doing fantastic work. I know that you know that as well because you share our content across all your social media platforms so much. Uh, we are all girded for 2024 because it's going to be such a, an outrageous, never-before-seen kind of year. And we're seeing it already now with the attempts to get Trump off the ballot. And I want to visit that again for a second, this main secretary of state who just made the announcement in the last hour. 
But then you've got the trials of Donald Trump. You've got the primary process. You've got the impeachment process of Joe Biden, which is where I got sidetracked because I wanted to lay out all the cases of all the impeachments that they should be employing, plus the impeachment of Merrick Garland for obstruction of justice in the Hunter Biden investigation, plus the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas over the disaster at the border and lying under oath. The continued investigation, and we really, really do need a full investigation of the COVID-19 lockdowns. What Anthony Fauci knew and when he knew it. The lies that were told to the American people. The reckless disregard for our lives, our livelihoods, our businesses, our careers, our children, our children's education, our children's social development, and not to mention the reckless disregard for our freedoms and our liberties. That still hasn't happened yet, and it needs to happen. None of this, oh, let's let's move on kind of crap. No. Plus, what I believe will be an attempt to take Joe Biden out of the running. Democrats cannot go to November with this guy as their nominee. It's not going to happen. And they're not, again, this is, this is the Democrats. They love the d- democracy. And yet their main moves right now is to keep you from being able to vote for the leading candidate for president, the guy who was just president. They don't want you to even have the opportunity to reelect him. And their second major move will be to replace Joe Biden with some other person for president without letting Democrats even vote in a primary process. It's going to happen at the convention. That's probably, I, I, I am so confident that that's going to happen. <laughs> so we have that. Then we've got the Republican. And let me tell you something. There's still Republicans in the Republican Party who want to try to undermine Donald Trump themselves if he wins fair and square. And I'm, listen, I'm not endorsing Donald Trump. I want the primary process to go forward, but it sure looks like he's going to win the nomination. And if he does, he should be the nominee, regardless of what happens in these fake kangaroo courts that have popped up in in D.C. and in New York and in Atlanta. If the Republicans remove Donald Trump from the ticket at the convention because he might get convicted in New York City, what what precedent does that set? Is anyone is anyone naive to think? That whoever the Republican nominee is going forward, the DA of Manhattan will will, will uh, indict them. The DA of Fulton County, Georgia, will indict them. Some prosecutor in D.C. will indict them, or Los Angeles, or San Francisco. Is anybody naive to think that they won't do this to every Republican going forward? If Republicans cave on this because Trump sends out icky tweets... And, and their wife's friends at the Garden Club are starting to give her a sideways glance because she's married to a Republican congressman. And, you know, Trump said that thing on Inside Edition. That's what this is all about. So we're going to have that. The Republican Party will be contested, I'm pretty sure, as well. It won't work, but it'll be there. This is, these are, and this is... This is before we even get to Labor Day, everything that I just laid out that's about to happen. And that's the stuff we know. This year's going to be insane. 
And we just got a great indication today from this Shanna Bellows. Shanna Bellows is the Secretary of State of Maine. Have you ever heard of Shanna Bellows? Of course you haven't heard of Shanna Bellows. There's no reason why you should have heard of Shanna Bellows. Shanna Bellows as Secretary of State for the state of Maine is, is a mid-level functionary in American politics. She's a non-entity. But that single individual, that single non-entity, just utilized whatever power she has acquired as Secretary of State to single-handedly and unilaterally decide that the leading candidate of her opposing party of the party in opposition to the president that she supports should be disqualified from office. And the rationale that she used, this one single person from one of the smallest states in our country, population-wise, the rationale that this one single non-entity person that you have never heard of before for boldly going out and deciding on behalf of everyone in that state and potentially, if the dominoes fall, for for many other states in this country. The rationale was that Donald Trump is disqualified from office because he's guilty of a crime that he hasn't even been charged for. Insurrection is a crime. And the language of the 14th Amendment says that you, and, and again, it's so obvious that the language of the 14th Amendment was specifically about the Civil War. It was passed with the 13th Amendment in the final days of the Civil War. I mean, like, watch the movie Lincoln, you'll get it all. <laughs> but it was so obviously about that, that insurrection, about that Civil War. But it says that you're disqualified from holding federal office if you participate in an insurrection against the United States government. And this one person has decided that Donald Trump is guilty of that crime, even though he hasn't been charged with that crime, let alone convicted. Let alone. And funny thing about getting charged with a crime and then getting convicted for a crime. Really interesting process we have here. You see, insurrection is a, is a crime that a prosecutor could charge Donald Trump with violating. By the way, fun fact, of the over 1,000 people who have been arrested and charged with the events of January 6th, do you know how many have been charged with insurrection? Out of the 1,000 of Because we're told that was an insurrection. We're told Donald Trump led that insurrection, and that's why he shouldn't be on the ballot, right? So of the 1,000 people, what percentage do you think got charged with insurrection? Half of them? A quarter of them? Oh, maybe just the ringleaders. 10%? 5%? 1%? How about one? No, not even one. None of them! The largest law enforcement investigation and prosecution in American history, where over a thousand people have been arrested and charged with the events of January 6th, and not one of them have been charged with insurrection. But Donald Trump led the insurrection, even though no one's been charged with insurrection. Even Donald Trump. Make it make sense, my friends. 
You have to be a Democrat to, to sit there and hear what I just said and nod along and say, yes, that's right. That's how we do things in this country, to protect democracy. Yes, that's right. But a funny thing, as I was saying, about our justice system, or at least how it's supposed to work in this country. There is a crime called insurrection, and prosecutors can charge an individual with them. Donald Trump has not been charged with this crime. And if he were to be convicted of that charge, I guess you could make a better case for this non-entity, for this invisible human being, Shanna Bellows, to decide unilaterally on behalf of everyone that Donald Trump is disqualified from being president because she watches too much Mika Brzezinski in the morning. But I guess she would have a better case if he were, in fact, convicted of that crime. But you see, the way you get to that conviction, the way you get to that place where Shanna Bellows can make Mika Brzezinski happy tomorrow and she can have her 15 minutes of fame by disqualifying Donald Trump for leading an insurrection, the way you get there and achieve that wonderful moment, sadly, it's a messy process we have here. But the only way to get to that moment, the only way to get Donald Trump convicted of insurrection is you have to let him defend himself. Yeah. Yeah, he actually is allowed to have a day in court and face his accuser and call witnesses and have discovery and make his case and defend himself with witnesses and evidence and a lawyer. But they don't want to get their hands messy with that sort of thing. Everyone says, well, he hasn't even been charged with insurrection. He hasn't even been convicted. True. You know what's even more important? He's never had a chance to defend himself against insurrection. He's never had the opportunity to look at evidence of what happened that day. He's never had an opportunity to call the mayor of Washington, D.C. to the stand and find out why she didn't call for the National Guard or Nancy Pelosi, for that matter. I don't even want to get into the details of it. It doesn't matter. The fact that he's never been able to actually face his accuser and defend himself, but they want to go ahead and remove him from the ballot tells you everything you need to know about this and about Shanna Bellows. Shanna Bellows, the Secretary of State of Maine, who, by the way, now I don't know the context of this uh, posting on uh, X. Back then it was Twitter, so we can call it a tweet before it was X. Uh, this was September 29th, 2020. And I'm not sure what she was referring to. But um, on September 29th, 2020, Shanna Bellows, the woman who would be eventually the Secretary of State of Maine, who now unilaterally decided that Donald Trump is disqualified from office for a crime that he's never been charged with and he's never been able to defend himself over. Shenna Bellows put out on Twitter. I'm going to read her tweet. I'm, again, not sure what the context is. I only lasted five minutes more than Brandon, tapping out, but excited to vote for Biden as soon as I can. Let's restore civility and then hashtag let the people decide. Hashtag let the people decide. 
So says Shetta Bellows on September 29th, 2020. Shetta, let the people decide Bellows, the Secretary of State of Maine, is not interested in letting the people decide. She's terrified, in fact, of letting the people decide. Because you might decide in a way that Shenna Bellows does not approve of. And that would mess everything up with Mika Brzezinski tomorrow morning. And she's a Democrat protecting democracy. Let the people decide indeed. 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor. It's the Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin, and I just want to say I haven't thanked you. I haven't expressed my gratitude to you, and I am a very grateful individual. Gratitude is the key to happiness, and I am so grateful that you have chosen to, um, uh, you know, overlook the fact that I'm not Mark Levin. I trust me. Listen, I listen to Mark. I recognize that moment when you don't hear his voice is that. But you're giving me a shot, and I appreciate it. Especially, listen, I know what choices you have. You could be watching the Pop Tart Bowl right now. <laughs> I, I think maybe we've got too many college football bowls. We have the Pop-Tart Bowl, my friends. I, I, I like Pop-Tarts just as much as the next guy. But I just think if your program has made it to the Pop-Tart Bowl, maybe you need a, a new offensive coordinator. Just saying. My team, my team will be playing in the Rose Bowl. That would be the granddaddy of them all. Michigan. This is the year for Michigan. Go blue. Thank you very much. Yeah, and by the way, as a, as a lifetime Michigan fan, I was born in Michigan, born in Detroit, moved out of there when I was 13, grew up in Southern California, ended up in the Washington area where I am now. Uh, I just wanted to, but you, you grow up in Michigan, you are all just a fan for life of those teams. And I want you to know on behalf of all the Michigan fans and especially all the Detroit Lions fans, welcome aboard the bandwagon. You, you start rooting for the Lions right now. It's good for your soul. I'm telling you. This is going to be a hell of a January. All right, but, but back to the destruction of our country. Back, back, to, the, back to the disintegration of our, of our Constitution and the uh, ability for us to vote for uh, the person that we would like to vote for instead of the person that elites like the Democrat Secretary of State in Maine would want you to vote for. I, according to my friend Spencer Brown, managing editor at Town Hall, he has a quote from her during her statement that just, she just made. <clears throat> of course she had a press conference. This is a big moment for her. This is a quote from, from her press conference disqualifying Donald Trump from the ballot. The or, Orwell would not know what to make of these people. This is the quote. No right is more precious in a free country than that of having a voice in the election. She said that as she was removing everyone in her state from having a voice in the election, if they choose to use that voice to vote for Donald Trump. Uh, and they get away with it. They get it. She'll be celebrated. She's a hero. She's a superstar. She might be considered as a cabinet-level position. <laughs> Um, Alex, Alex in Brooklyn, Alex, bring us some, some Brooklyn logic to the proceedings. 
Hey, Larry, and don't um, thanks for taking the call. You, this is a great program, and don't underrate yourself. Right. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, you know what? It's my fault. Uh, hang there, Alex. I'll come back to you. Just minding the clock here, and I shouldn't have brought you on knowing I had such little time. Uh, but I'll check on the score of the Pop-Tart Bowl, and then we'll be back with Alex and you next on The Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin, and we are reacting to the news in real time. About an hour ago, the Secretary of State of Maine unilaterally decided that Trump's disqualified from the ballot. And there you go. That's how things happen in Biden's America. All in the name of protecting democracy. Now, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida and candidate for president, was on Fox News with Jason Chaffetz, reacted in real time as well. Governor, you just heard this news like we did. What's your reaction? Well, the idea that one bureaucrat in an executive position can simply unilaterally disqualify someone from office, that turns on its head every notion of constitutional due process that this country has always abided by for over 200 years. Uh, it opens up Pandora's box. Can you have a Republican Secretary of State uh, disqualify Biden from the ballot? Because he's let in 8 million people illegally, a massive invasion, including uh, from enemies of our country, uh, places like Iran. Okay, wait, 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 wait. No, this is not, I mean... Ah, he's a governor. He's running for president. He's not just some guest on a TV show pontificating. You don't you don't say he was right. He was really I had him. He had me. He was absolutely right. Turns on its face, turns on its head. The idea of a representative democracy, a constitutional republic. You can't have one faceless bureaucrat deciding this. But then you don't say, I mean, can you have a Republican secretary of state? You're the governor of Florida. No, 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 here's what you do, Ron DeSantis, and this is exactly what you should do. Now that this decision has been made, here's how we're playing this game. I am instructing the Secretary of State to explore all options to remove Joe Biden from the ticket in Florida. If Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection, thus triggering the 14th Amendment, prohibiting him from being qualified for president in the state of Maine, then Joe Biden is just as guilty as high crimes of misdemeanor and treason and bribery with everything we've seen from his business dealings through his son and his brother and the treason part comes in with the southern border. He is aiding and abetting the enemy of the United States of America, not just at the border, but by funding terror attacks through Iran in the Middle East. He is guilty of high crimes, misdemeanors, and treason. And as the dictates of the Constitution lays, lays out, he is disqualified from being president. That's how you do it. Oh, well, that makes you just as bad as them. That's right. That's right, and so now we're even. And force the media to explain why it's great in Colorado and Maine, but it's fascism in Florida. What what votes will Ron DeSantis lose for the Republican nomination if he had said that just now on Fox News? Come on, man. 
Don't say, uh, oh, well, what would it be like if we... What do you mean, what would it be like? You're the governor of Florida. You've got a Republican secretary of state. Get together and announce it right now. This is how we play the game. We are in it to win. Oh, it's frustrating. All right, I told Alex in Brooklyn that we'd pick up there. So, Alex, thank you. I'm sorry, I got frustrated. Uh, Thanks for coming on. You're on the Mark Levin Show. I'm Larry O'Connor. Hey, Larry. uh, Thanks for taking the call. I just have a different take on this with the the court in Maine and Colorado taking Trump off the ballot. I think it's election interference, but I don't think that they're trying to cause that Republican primary voters shouldn't vote for Trump in the primary and and he should lose the nominee because the Democrats, you know, these politicians, they may be evil, but they're not stupid. And they saw for the last year where every time they indicted President Trump, his poll numbers went up and up Mm -hmm. and it's just made him more likely to be the nominee. And so if they're doing this now, I, I think that obviously it indicates that they want Trump to be the nominee of the Republican Party. And I, and I, and this these court decisions are most probably going to be overturned by the Supreme Court, and they know it. Trump knows it. Everybody knows it. And so they, I think they want it to be the nominee of the Republican Party. And as you mentioned, they will pull Joe Biden out of the race eventually. Um, they're not now giving so a choice to their voters. You're, you're one saying, of the – yeah, it's like it's, a, it's, the, it's the 4D chess thing, right? They really want Trump to be the nominee, and that's why they're doing all of this, to make him seem like the persecuted victim, and that helps him in the polls, and he'll end up getting the nominee. Listen, they don't have to do all of this to make him the nominee. He's going to be the nominee. It sure seems like it. But let me – why do you think they want him to be the nominee? This is the part I don't understand. Do you still think that he's the one that they can beat easier? Because – Look, I'm a big Trump supporter, but I think that the hatred in the Democratic Party, the voters, the candidate they hate the most, I think, is is Donald Trump. And even though against Joe Biden, it seems like he's he's going to beat him in the general election. But that's because it's now Joe Biden. But they're going to push Joe Biden out because this guy is just such a disaster. And why would they take the risk of losing the election by having Joe Biden as their nominee? So what happens when they push in Gavin Newsom or Cory Booker? Um, you know, someone who doesn't have this terrible record, even though Gavin Newsom has a, a terrible state record on his name. But the, say they I, push in Cory Booker, the Democrats are just going to come out to vote against Donald Trump. I, right. Yeah. But Alex, I think I think you're overthinking things here because uh, this is the only thing I need to know. How does having the Colorado State Supreme Court and the secretary of state of Maine removing Donald Trump from the ballot? How does that help Donald Trump win the nomination? Just like all the indictments helped President Trump, he he now is running around saying, look, I'm the biggest threat to the Democratic Party. And that's helping him with, you know, getting money, campaign cancer contribution, reaching out to more people. And his poll numbers are going up even higher. And and it's not like they're going to keep him off the ballot in, in this primary even because the Supreme Court is, is going to end up, you know, uh-huh. overturning this ruling. Right. So. So. So let's make him really popular and really sympathetic to the base of the Republican Party. So he'll be easier to beat in the general election. OK, I that's what I think. And all I, right, you know, I, I you listen, you're, you're entitled to it. And unlike the secretary of state of Maine, I want your voice to be heard. So you, you had it be heard, Alex. I appreciate it. Listen, thank you for the call. Uh, I. I, I don't I, I actually think they're authoritarian. I actually think that they're not playing 4D chess. I think that they are terrified of Trump. They are terrified of the people who will vote for Trump. 
They are terrified of somebody from outside the club getting back in. And so they are legitimately trying to keep him off the ballot, not because they think it'll make him easier to win, but because they legitimately don't want him on the ballot because they know they can't beat him. But we'll see what happens. Uh, That's why that's why this country is great. We both have different opinions on it. Um, I wanted to let me flip real fast here because I wanted to get to this covid thing. And I know that seems weird. It's like we have we have this breaking. We covered the breaking news. We covered the presidential politics. We covered the election coming up. Sadly, there's so much going on that people forget that we have a lot of unfinished business in this country with regard to the lockdowns, with regard to the the pandemic, with regard to the lies that we were told. And there is now a video of an individual. His name is Francis Collins. He is the former director of the National Institute of Health. Now, he was in there. He was in the room with Fauci and Burks and all the other totalitarians who convinced Donald Trump that it would be a really responsible thing to shut down our economy. It would only be 15 days. And Trump went along with it. Honestly, my, my one criticism of Donald Trump right now is that he just can't come for I, It would do so much for him if he stepped forward and said, boy, you know, listen, I don't like admitting mistakes, but I should have never listened to Fauci. I should have fired him. I should have never gone along with this 15-day thing. They played me, and the whole thing got out of control. It, it, and he, he can say, there's nothing wrong with saying, after evaluating the four years I was president, that was my biggest mistake. It would, it, would, it would create so much goodwill for people to hear him say that. Uh, that said, this guy was in the room. He helped make the decisions. And, and he had this you know, panel discussion, this forum, where they were talking about what went into the decisions. And most importantly, when you were all deciding shutting what would be shut down, so that theoretically you could stop the spread of this virus based on the information, data, and science that you had. Did you take into consideration how this would affect people? Yes, you're going to keep them from getting the virus, but did you think about how it would affect children in schools, how it would affect their social adjustments and their relationships, their their psychological mental health, their education? Did you think about what it would do to adults, individuals who suddenly aren't going to work and the economic impact and what it would do to businesses and how it would devastate inner cities. Did you, what kind of thought did you put into that? All of the the whole domino effect. Listen to his answer. As a guy living inside the beltway, feeling the sense of crisis, trying to decide what to do in some situation room in the white house with people who had data that was incomplete we weren't really thinking about what that would mean uh, to Wilk and his family uh, in Minnesota, uh, a thousand miles away from where the virus was hitting so hard. We weren't really considering the consequences in communities that were not New York City or, or, or some other big city. The public health people, we talked about this earlier, and this is a really important point. If you're a public health person and you're trying to make a decision, you have this very narrow view of what the right decision is, and that is something that will save a life. Doesn't matter what else happens. So you attach infinite value 
uh, to stopping the disease and saving a life, you attach a zero value to whether this actually totally disrupts people's lives, ruins the economy, and has many kids kept out of school in a way that they never quite require for collateral from. damage. So there, yeah, collateral damage. This is a public health mindset, and I think a lot of us involved in trying to make those recommendations had that mindset, and that was really unfortunate. That's another mistake we made. Unf unfortunate. It was really unfortunate in a, in a mistake that we made. Now, listen, thrilled to have it out there almost four years later. Thrilled to have it. That's nothing that Fauci's conceded or Burks has conceded or Newsom or Cuomo or Whitmer. They won't concede that. Or all of the, oh, all of the news anchors lecturing you and pontificating at you about how you're killing grandma because you're leaving the house without a piece of cloth over your nose or that you're complaining that your child isn't going to school all the lecturing of you and the shaming of you you don't hear this from them they want it to go away they want to act like it never happened or they can just wring their hands and say well you know it was the fog of war and we didn't have all the information let's just move on now You heard what he said there. We're in the public health arena, and we weren't considering what this would do to people who were living in a rural city in Minnesota a thousand miles away. We weren't looking at anything beyond how it would affect people in New York City or in Washington, D.C. Now, the decisions they made for New York City and Washington, D.C. were wrong, too. But the fact is they didn't give a crap about you. Or, as he put it, the collateral damage. Your children are collateral damage to him. And they didn't care. But it's actually much worse than this. Because even now he's lying. You heard what he said. I was in the room with these other professionals, public health professionals, who had incomplete data. No, pal. I won't let you get away with it. My time covering the pandemic from Washington, D.C. on a daily basis is ingrained into my memory. And I remember the reports coming in in May of 2020. Lockdown started the third week of March. By May, we have the studies, comprehensive studies, that showed this virus, unlike the flu, was a miracle. This virus did not affect children. This virus, thank God, did not affect children. If they caught it, they barely passed it, and they barely had symptoms from it, and there was no reason to shut down schools. And yet they went on for another year. They tried to go for another two years keeping your kids out of class. And if anybody stood up and pointed this out, if anyone said that they got it wrong, if anyone tried to make the case, you were called a quack. You were called, and I'm talking about doctors. They they were called quacks. They were called dangerous, that they were killing people. Oh, remember when ivermectin was, you know, horse dewormer? And you were going to kill yourself if you took it? Remember how they claimed that Trump wanted you all to take poison out of a fish tank? If you dared to question these people, they worked to destroy you. 
literally. In fact, this guy that I just quoted, Francis Collins, director of the National Institute for Health, there's an email that he sent to Tony Fauci October 8th talking about a brand new uh, proposal. I'll read it to you. It gives a link to a declaration by doctors that said this proposal from the three fringe epidemiologists who met with the secretary seemed to be getting a lot of attention and even a co-signature from Nobel Prize winner Mike Levitt at Stanford. Now, let me just pause for a second. He's pointing out a proposal by other doctors with another perspective in another direction that he's calling quacks. He's calling them quacks. And it's got a cosign from a Nobel Prize winner from Stanford. He says there needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown of its premises. He wanted a quick and devastating takedown of these individuals who dared to have a different opinion. And this wasn't fog of war. This was this was more than six months later. It was October 8th. It was a month before the election. Ah, oh, now I get it. You know, there's there's no apologizing when you've got an election to win. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin. Mark Levin. It's Larry O'Connor in for Mark Levin this holiday week, and it's been such an honor sitting in for him tonight. It's honestly my favorite thing to do here at the end of the year. Uh, I, I get this opportunity throughout the year at various times when Mark is on vacation or if he's got other commitments or under the weather. Um, and I and I always hope that I get the call during holiday week because it's uh, it's just a joy. It's a joy to sit in for what I believe. And, and listen, I'm a talk radio host, and I think this is the best talk radio show in America. So uh, and honored to be one of the few selected over the course of the last two weeks. If you've enjoyed yourself tonight, if you felt inspired, informed, entertained, hopefully we put a smile on your face as well as we got to be smiling right now or we'll be crying. Uh, I'd love for you to seek me out. I'm the morning man on WMAL in Washington, D.C. That is a local radio station that you can pick up anywhere in the country and anywhere around the world through the apps, through the Internet. Uh, we uh, kick ass every morning, keeping you informed with the same kind of smile. Hopefully, so you can start your day the right way. So do that with O'Connor and Company and find my work at Town Hall. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. It's Larry O'Connor for Mark Levin.